the tools that we have currently to connect with each other, whether that's a simple phone call, a text message, a conversation, or any form of interaction on the web, aren't working. People feel more lonely than ever and less connected to each other than ever before. You have to start with one meaningful conversation, and then two, and then three, and build it from there. Making this podcast uh, now in its, we're into uh, more than a dozen of these, uh, and I have met some very interesting people. It has been the, my good fortune uh, to get into this arena a little bit. And something I was thinking about probably now close to a month ago was something that a client once told me that perfectly applies to today. And the client and I were talking about ways to develop better relationships in business and in life. And he said, do you remember when your parents used to tell you, never, ever play in traffic? And I thought, well, that's a strange way to start a conversation. Then he said, that's wrong. He says, if you're going to make an experience growth in your life, professionally or personally, sometimes you've got to go out and play in traffic. Today is an example of one day that I chose to go play in traffic. I had heard from a colleague about what sounded like a really both interesting concept and an interesting person. So I wrote today's guest, who will talk a little bit about herself here in a few minutes. And by going out and playing in traffic, I'm lucky enough, fortunate enough, to be spending some time today with Trishla Jane. Uh, Trishla will talk a little bit, as I said, in a few minutes about uh, what is her passion in the world and what conversations have had to do with it. But most off, thank you, Trishla, for, for joining us today. Um, so tell us, uh, you maybe experienced something different from your end when I wrote you, but tell us about yourself a little bit to the listener uh, and, and what brought us together from your side. Well, when I saw an invite to have a conversation about conversation, I was like over the moon because I design conversations all day, every day. Uh, that's my job. And it's a dream job because my favorite way to celebrate is to have a meaningful conversation with the people in my life. So it's really great to be here. And thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now, so let's talk a little bit more about the, the results or the outcome of your passion. Um, as I learned that day when we met, this has taken a very interesting route. Uh, you and your partner, who you'll certainly talk about, have created a real living, and I'm looking at them here where we're, we're meeting, a real live living product, not just a conversation by itself, but a vehicle, if you will, for conversation. Mm -hmm. So let's go through what I think is a fascinating story uh, to wind us through to what brings us here today and puts you in the position of having built this venture. Yeah, the story is amazing, and it has an, a, a really beautiful start. Um, it all starts on that day where uh, I was invited to Oprah Winfrey's house, along with 10 other very lucky women, to spend three or four days learning about an organization called The Girl Effect. 
Um, and as an aside, the girl effect is a beautiful, a beautiful way to use media to empower young girls um, when they need it most. Um, and think about that get together. When I received the letter, I felt like I was being invited to Hogwarts because it's not every day you get an invitation to spend time um, with Oprah, not, not an evening or it's, it's three days in her home with her um, in a very intimate environment. And this, you know, this, this beautiful mission called Gather was really seated there. Um, and and it, it started there. Mm -hmm. So I think the thing about that, those four days was that it gave me all the inspiration and energy I needed to leave behind my previous career, which was related in you know, art and, and writing, and really jump into this, into this idea that I can enable meaningful conversations and I can make it possible for anybody anywhere to have a conversation like the ones we did uh, with Oprah. Right. Um, and you know, it, picture it, like you have 10 women who are so excited to be there at that table and then you have this fierce and unbelievably kind woman at the table, Oprah, who, who poses a question. And the 10 of us are sitting around this table and if, uh, you know, it's, it's a very warm, inviting home. The flowers on the table have been handpicked from the garden. Um, you know, we've all met the chef and you know, interacted with him and he's told us the special ingredients that are gonna be in today's dinner. And, and then she poses a question. And, and the question isn't an ordinary question about where we are or where we came from, who we, what we do. It's why were you born? Why were you incarnated into this body in this life? What is your purpose? You know, and, and like the first time I speak to Oprah, answering this question is exactly how I would want to go. Because I don't want to waste her time with all the small talk. I want to tell her who I really am. So when she posed that question, I was like, yes, this is awesome. And, and the way it worked is we kind of went around the table one at a time. And each woman spoke for, you know, seven to 15 minutes on the subject. And we were enthralled by how much we learned by cutting to the chase this way. Mm -hmm. and, and I shared my purpose and how, for me, everything was about uplifting human consciousness. And my, I wanted my life's work to reflect to reflect that, is that everything I have done is to step and walk towards the upliftment of human consciousness so that we can slowly take the journey towards a deeper, more meaningful life. Mm -hmm. you know, and, I, and I shared my meditation background and how much I enjoy um, ancient wisdom and uh, the idea of actively pursuing happiness and, and creating it for yourself and not leaving it to chance. And, and over and over again, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, she would pose a question, and we would answer it around the table. And by the end of these three days, I felt so connected to these women, and more than anything, so connected to myself, my priorities, and what I wanted, that I knew the power of conversation for the first time. It had come to life during those days. And, and to be honest, I mean, you can say it's because it's Oprah, but it's also because she had created the environment and the structure for us to communicate like this so that we knew that when we came for a meal, it wasn't going to be a scattered collection of side conversations and small talk and, 
it's kind of like the regular thing that we, we partake in when we go out for a meal with friends. We knew that when we were sitting down, it was going to be mindful. And every word spoken at that table would be in context and under an umbrella, a purpose that under this question that she would pose. And she asked many questions like, what broke you? And how did you put yourself back together? And yeah, that dinner was an intense one. And, and I, I would say four out of five of us cried uh, because we were sharing stories of being broken. And, and, and then the beautiful phoenix you know, rising from the ashes after that. And, and the main thing that I took away from this when I was you know, in the car going home was words like when she said, you're a redwood, you know, reach for the sky, sort of reminding me that I had the power within me to have these kind of conversations um, and, and to build these kind of conversations with or without her. So Gather, Gather was kind of planted you know, in, her, in her beautiful estate in Hawaii, in my mind. And I, maybe I didn't even know it yet. But I came home, and after about a week of getting back to regular life, you know, after you know, three days at Hogwarts with the, the beautiful personality that she is, and along with all the other women, um, I just couldn't take normal conversations anymore. The bar had been raised way high up in the air. But what, for, did you, what did you experience? This is important for the listeners who are thinking, okay, what is, what is this power of conversations? I believe what would be helpful is if that term normal mm -hmm. uh, is... You're right. There's a status quo to conversations. There's a, a living, breathing way that they happen. Tell mm -hmm. us what you mean by normal conversations. Well, in, in the sense of a group gathering, when you're with many people, a normal conversation is when you talk about what happened that day. You have a little bit of complaining. You talk about politics or current events. And, and you don't talk about who you really are. That subject isn't on the table. What's on the table is like kind of this inertia of like, oh, the weather and Trump and uh, my work and oh, the, my kid's bedtime routine. And more than anything, the conversation isn't including everybody at the table. It's usually happening between you and the person sitting next to you. And that conversation isn't connected to the one happening across the table. Um, so the normal conversation doesn't connect everyone. Um, it's kind of more, it's, it's a based on something smaller and it's a side conversation. Hmm. And it's not inspiring. Right. It doesn't give you energy. So what did you, you said you were around for a week and you just couldn't stand these normal conversations anymore. Take us up to the point where it changed, right? What did you do to make it different? I, it was, you know, it might sound a little crazy, but I made like a vow to myself that I would no longer participate in that type of conversation and I would strive to build something better. So I, I never thought that this would end up as, you know, a, a, a company like Gather Conversations where we sell product. Really how it started was I invited 12 women to my house who I had met very briefly, because I had only moved to America about a year and a half ago from India. So I kind of had these 12 women I had met once or twice. They were all acquaintances. None of them knew each other. And I invited them to my house for an evening of sparkling conversation. And that's really all they knew, is that they were invited to have an evening of sparkling conversation. And I had created that day a simple structure by which this conversation would flow and progress. 
Um, it started with a fill-in-the-blanks introduction. So I, I literally scripted for them the things that I wanted to know about them, leaving out all the stuff that I actually didn't really care much about. So it included something that energized them or the thing that was their pain point or pet peeve. It included what made them smile or made their heart stop. Things like that, scripted neatly, almost like a Mad Libs, personalized. And we went around the table and we answered them. And just after that, the, the ice was completely broken because the women at the table, even though they didn't know each other, had just shared who they really were. We didn't know what we did and how many kids each person had or any of that kind of typical information, but we knew you know, everybody's favorite morning beverage that energizes them. And we knew little details and little dynamics of that person and how they like to live. Was it, was it there in those reactions, in that feeling in the room, where you started, could you get the vision there of what you have now in the, if you will, the business, the product, the, yeah, so is that where it started? Yes, absolutely. So, so I started with this introduction and then there, that was the first card, if you will, the first piece of the conversation. And then it built from there. And after that, we introduced a little piece of content that set the tone and allowed me to drop in one, a question somewhat like the one Oprah dropped in for us. You know, Oprah being Oprah can drop in a question anytime she wants and everybody will answer it. But me with 12 women who I didn't know, I, they needed a little bit of a warm up. So we had a little piece of content. Uh, that we all spoke one line at a time to sort of set the tone. And then we answered a question. Something, something I think, the, I believe that question that night was, why are you sleeping? And what do you need to wake up? And, and then everybody answered that. And, and we went around one at a time. And then after that, we did that again, another piece of content and another question. Um, and it was, I think the second question was, you know, something about, what specific thing they wanted to begin in their life and what was stopping them and what they needed to just get out there and do it. Mm. And again, we, we didn't have any other conversation or context except this. And, and this type of format was starting with a clever introduction then dropping in a question and where each person answers one at a time. And then again, you know, in, in these circles, it, it is the foundation of how Gather works. And it was late that night, because by the end of this evening, the women were floored by the quality of conversation. They were so amazed by how connected they felt. The group felt fully integrated because we had had one cohesive conversation where there was not one voice that was louder and, and a few voices that were quieter. Everybody had sort of an equal place at the table and we had made space for everyone's voice. And we had talked about the things that really matter to each person, because everybody brought their own experience to answer the question. So you went from Hawaii uh, with the early inspiration. You then came to this dinner of 12. The obvious thing I'm sure a listener or two has noted in your story, so I'll go right to it, is the fact that you're now up to, if I count it right, about 22 women mm -hmm. uh, who are having these great conversations. Do you believe that the dynamics would have been the same in Hawaii and or at your first dinner if there were men present? Because it seems deliberate in both cases to have, to have focused on, on women. Yeah. What might have been the difference, do you think, if any? 
Yeah. I mean, I think I was just staying right inside my comfort zone until I met my business partner, Melody. So Melody was at that first dinner and she was at the second one with another group of women. And after the second time, she came to me and she said, Trishla, we need to make this into a product that everyone can enjoy. And, and this is gather number two we're talking about. You know, cut to gather number 40, we've done this with so many men. In fact, most gathers are co-ed and have couples at the table. Um, we've done with, you know, with a board of an organization, which is predominantly men. Um, so certainly only the first, you know, two dinners or two gather conversations were with women. And now after doing this a hundred times, Honestly, we feel men sometimes are tickled by this because they actually enjoy it. They like expressing themselves meaningfully. They like having a way to connect with you know, the person they love in this way without having to do all the work it takes to come up with the question, without having to be the awkward one kind of asking this deep question. It's all there for you. You just have to participate. So I think for men, it's kind of it's been really easy. We haven't faced any sort of struggle specifically with, with uh, men. Yeah. And that must be encouraging. You know. It's encouraging to hear, that's for sure, uh, and, and to see. I must ask, though, the, I mean, you tell, as I knew you would, you tell a, a, a real beautiful, inspiring story about the progression and all, mm. we'll get up to the point of where it is today and how you're continuing to build it. But let's, let's look at the hard side of it. Because in every venture, uh, especially one that has passion and commitment and at times, as some people say, obsession to it, right? This is your thing, as you mm -hmm. said. You, you design conversations. What's been the hardest part? Where, where have been the challenges in giving this the life that you've wanted to give it. Yeah. I just think the enormity of the problem of, of human connection that we're faced with today, the scale of it is a little baffling. So essentially, you know, the, the tools that we have currently to connect with each other, you know, whether that's a simple phone call, um, you know, a text message, a conversation, or any form of interaction on the web, those tools, in, in, in my opinion, aren't working. You know, and it's been articulated again and again that people feel more lonely than ever and less connected to each other than ever before. And that problem exists at a scale that is so much larger than me that sometimes it just feels really small, the, the idea of starting a way to have conversations. So really, the, the, the challenge was believing that you have to start like this somewhere. You have to start with one meaningful conversation and then two and then three and then 10 and then 40 and, and, you know, and build it from there uh, and, and just really going step by step, grassroots, growing like this. So until, you know, it becomes a movement at scale. Mm -hmm. So if you, so it's the, it's the concept of the enormity of it, which is the enormity of the problem, as you said. Have there been moments, though, so that we can get a full feeling of what this is like to be facilitating and creating these moments? Have you looked around the table in these hundred or so examples you have and looked at someone and said, mm, they're not buying it. They're not, they're, they're being skeptical. 
they're being, because that's quite frankly in my work, right, yeah. of coaching and helping people change their conversations, inevitably they're the people who don't believe. Yeah. Have you hit any of that at all? And if you did, mm. what happened? Yeah, you know, it sounds crazy to say that we haven't really, okay, so we've had people who've come into the experience very reticent to have this type of conversation. So they've been like a little bit sour in the beginning, a little bit terse in their responses. But I have never had a gather where by the end of the conversation, that person hasn't awakened to the possibility of sharing themselves more authentically. Hmm. So in the beginning, there may be a little bit of a roadblock for certain people because they're not used to talking like this and being intimate and cutting to the chase in this way. Um, and I think the biggest thing that we, we needed to prove as a company was that we could enable this conversation without me at the table, without someone like an Oprah at the table, without a conversational expert at the table. We needed it to happen in any family's home anywhere, uh, you know, at any, around any coffee table or at any dinner table, uh, just with the cards. Can you, you know, after a long day at work, um, you know, just sit down with your family and have a conversation like this. Can you plan a beautiful dinner party? And you, you don't really think about conversations. You've planned your menu. You've invited your guests. Can you just pull out this box and will it intuitively let you have this conversation without, you know, me, Trishla, at the table? Yeah, so, so really, that, that is kind of the biggest challenge. And that has been what we have worked towards day after day. Right is making ourselves completely dispensable from the experience. So let's get up to around today. Mm -hmm. So going back to my plane and traffic idea, when I first heard of your, uh, of your product, the immediate availability of it was to get involved through Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. um, bring us up to that point, how that's going, and most importantly, so that, you know, so that people can continue to... to generate their interest here, what's going to happen next? Yeah. So, so far we've um, held over 110 gathers and um, a gather is essentially a conversation inside a box. It's a meaningful, unforgettable, inspiring conversation. Uh, and we have created about seven different types of them. So one, uh, one type of conversation is is created for celebrations or occasions that you would have in your life. So we have a birthday conversation that you would buy the box and you would host a birthday for someone you love. Uh, and that conversation would center on that person. And then we have a conversation for anniversaries and date nights where couples can pull out the box and, and really connect in a really refreshing way you know, over a date or an anniversary. Um, we're developing family dinner conversation, which is intended for families that have children and teens at the table. You know, you're starting from the age of eight um, and upwards, where rather than talking about how was your day today or other mechanical questions like, you know, you know what did you, what homework or teacher and that kind of stuff, it's really delving into who those children and teens are and their unique struggles and triumphs. Um, and then we also have a conversation series, which is used sort of anytime, anywhere, which is just conversation one, two, and three. Uh, and, and the way we started, you know, sharing this with the world was through Kickstarter. And our campaign has about three days left in it. And then we're, go we're headed straight to Amazon after that. 
Um, and we, we really want to make this product as widely available as possible so that it's really just as easy as if you want to participate in having a meaningful conversation, just pick up one of these boxes, open, open it, invite your people, and, and the, the conversation is just going to build right there and then in front of your eyes. Mm. We've done all the work. We've planned every piece of the conversation. So all you have to do is follow the really simple instructions and just be yourself mm. and bring your experience to the table. Mm. So exciting. So what do you envision um, a year from now? You're on Amazon. Mm. What do you hope, what do you see as having to continue to do yourself mm -hmm. with Melody and other people who sign on here to help build? What's, what's yeah. the work ahead? And, and what are those conversations going to be like? Yeah, I mean, when, I, when you ask me that question, the, the Oprah pops into my mind again. Because actually, gather number 41 was with Oprah. And we had, you know, tremendous butterflies to show us, show her this product. And we invited... 14 people um, from the Silicon Valley community, um, CEOs and entrepreneurs. Um, and we had a gather, which lasted approximately five hours. Um, and that was an incredible moment for gather because we brought, we brought the product back to where it was seated. And I was so scared to show this to Oprah because I didn't know how it would go, if people would change the way they interact with the product because Oprah was at the table. We had some pretty big personalities at the table. Um, and it, it was that moment where she experienced it and it was magic. Everybody was themselves. We got to know each other in ways that it was just, it was never gonna be possible without the cards because we would ultimately refer back to work and you know other, connections and things at the table, we wouldn't talk about the things we did talk about, which is, you know, our roots and the things and the beliefs that we carry with us that made us who we are, which was one of the things we talked about that night. So after, after that 41st gather, Oprah actually went on to do four more gathers of her own. And, you know, that's another story. But she, she used this word uh, in a phone call to me, and she said, I got to tell you about the gather effect. And it's funny because I was invited to learn about the girl effect. Mm. And now, you know, through some magic of the universe, it's turned into um, the gather effect. And um, as an aside, I did join the board of girl effect and they're doing unbelievable work. So check that out. But, you know, the gather effect is, is essentially the vision for this brand. And that is to empower every person with the tools they need to have meaningful conversations every day. So the conversation box is our first product. And it's something that you can include in your life. You know, if, if, it's, if it's a family dinner conversation, you could do it every week. And if it's a celebration, you could do it, you know, perhaps three or four times a year. And anniversaries and date nights, you know, so on and so forth. But we're also developing these types of conversations on a digital platform. So we, we really, we need to include technology if we're going to take conversation like this into the future. Because each one of us attached to our hand has a cell phone. And that's the primary mode of communication for pretty much everyone here. 
Um, and if we don't find a way to elevate the conversations happening right there and then, I think we're going to lose this battle. Yeah. So most of my time right now is spent actually designing conversations for that, in that way, for that platform, um, which is a different animal than face-to-face. Um, and I have to say, we have some pretty exciting results um, to, you know, to share uh, upcoming. Good. Speaking of sharing the results, um, how do people, when they click off this podcast, how do they find out more about Gather? So we have a website, gatherconversations.com. Uh, we're going to be live on Amazon, you know, in, within a few weeks. And... Um, that's where, you know, that's our world. That's where you can learn about how this works and the beauty of this type of conversation and the simplicity of it. You know, I think a lot of people will be scared away by the idea of, oh, meaningful conversation. That sounds tiring. It's really not. It's just, it's just a, it's a way to connect with each other uh, authentically yeah. and really bring your whole self to the table. Good. Well, many years ago, uh, I was talking about things that people have taught me about playing in traffic. My mother uh, taught me something that I always think of at moments when I'm thinking of reaching out to someone. And her saying was, uh, they'll never say yes unless you ask. So I am very grateful, both to my mother for reminding me about that, bless her soul, uh, and that, that I reached out to, to meet you uh, and to hear what you and Melody are doing in the world. Um, I've played the game, as we know. I've, yeah. I've played the cards. I do have an anniversary coming up. Honey, pay attention. We're, uh, we're going to have <laughs> to do that. And uh, exciting stuff ahead. And it's uh, just great to sit and listen to have you tell the story. So thank you. Thank so you much. so much. It's so an welcome. honor to be here. Thank, thank you. you.